The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Retro Pop. You're on for bi-weekly pop culture right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me this week, the master of unlocking, Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how are you, buddy? Welcome back to Retro Pop. Uh yes, it's me, Popcula. I not only suck your blood, but I make pop culture references. That's right. We're here. It's as of this recording, it's October. One of uh, many people's, mine included, favorite months of the year. Get to have some fun with some spooky stuff. And that is uh, no exception here as we talk about a game series that perhaps has the spookiest dialogue of all. Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. I've been waiting to talk about this one for a long time, and I'm glad it just kind of hit me in this month that it waited as long as we did. And um, I've honestly been sitting on this one for probably a year and a half. Yeah, you <laughs> I brought it up it, before. You, I, I'm, yeah, I remember yeah. you bringing it up before. I think and... I first just potentially was going to do it like last like April. And I don't know what we did last October that I was like, oh, I'll just wait till next year. But hey, here we are. Everybody, uh, we are talking about Resident Evil, the wonderful That's franchise right. from Capcom, who's actually been in the news quite a bit this uh, these past couple of weeks. They just dropped a trailer for a new movie. Um, uh, Based which, on the trailer, it looks closer to the video games to me. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time. Hated those older movies. Uh, the Mila jo- Jovovich one. I, I could not stand those. Well, she's really pretty. Well, yeah. That. I mean, there's that. There's there's that. That is a plus. That's that's about the only drawing factor in in those movies um in fairness it worked on me (laughs) i can't sit here and act like i'm above that (laughs) and also uh one of their classics resident evil 4 which has been ported to just about every single video game console post ps2 is getting a virtual reality release this month um and my god am i excited for it me and my brother are talking about going halvesies on a uh on a oculus so we can play it it looks really cool but uh enough rambling we're gonna talk resident evil let's get into our personal history with the uh with the zombie filled franchise find anything jill nothing what is this all about i can't figure it out at all beats me too now it's wesker's time to disappear i don't know what's going on well It can't be helped. 
Let's search for him separately. I'll check the dining room again. Okay. I'll try the door on the opposite side. This mansion is gigantic. We could get into trouble if we get lost. We should start from the first floor, okay? And... Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. All right. So my first impressions of Resident Evil, I had uh, heard about it. I remember seeing it in a PlayStation magazine once. Um, I did, my parents definitely didn't allow, did not allow me to play mature rated games early on. That was a big no-no. But around the time that Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped came out, uh, they did a big feature on Resident Evil 2. I think it was a cover material that they did a huge article in PlayStation's magazine about it. And I got to see some imagery and I was like, oh, my God, this is the, this looks so cool. But of course, I wasn't going to be playing it because, you know, um, blocky, chunky blood and stuff was not allowed. It, it, I was not allowed to do it. Um, my first time playing a Resident Evil game. Was. I think it was their gun survivor one. My dad had bought it. It was a, it wasn't like one of the main like canon. Uh, I think it was considered canon, but it wasn't one of the main storyline games. It was an early first person shooter. My dad bought it. I watched him play it. I snuck played it a few times. But the first actual one that I bought, played and beat start to finish was Resident Evil 4. And ever since RE4, you know, it was just after all the, the a lot of the zombie era stuff. I went back. I retroactively found Resident Evil 1, 2 and 3. Uh Bought them all at, at flea markets and yard sales for dirt cheap. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, the one, one year was for my birthday. I bought, that was my birthday gift to myself. In 2005, I bought 1998's Resident Evil 2 as my birthday gift. I found the dual disc, uh, the, the double disc dual shock version. I was like, I got to have that. But I played just about every one of them since. Uh, and absolutely adore them. Absolutely adore the franchise, the lore. I think what's really drawn me in over the years uh, to this game is all the lore. It's all the side stuff. It's all the stuff that gets left up to the imagination. There's a lot of fun stuff on screen, you know, fighting monsters and all these puzzles. But there's so much stuff going on off screen that it just leaves a lot to the imagination. I can't tell you how many nights I've sat up. I've been on Resident Evil, Resident, Resident Evil fandom Wikia uh, and just looked up like notes and weapons and, and all this, all this stuff that just created this, this wonderful universe that resident evil is. I, I, I like the fact, I think the big thing that I like about resident evil too, is that uh, while it does get zany with some of the monsters, it, uh, it has basis in like reality. Like it's really, it's, it's, it's like, it's not too far fetched, honestly, with the way that the world is, it's really not that far fetched. Um, when you get to, you know, at the bare bones basis of these games. And uh, I, I really can't say enough good things about it. The music, the storyline, the characters, the monsters, the the environments, everything plays hand in hand and, and, and creating this wonderful franchise that, uh, you know, I, I've loved and appreciated for, you know, over 20 years at this point. Johnny, how about you? Yeah, uh, here's the strange thing. I have, ever since a kid, loved Capcom, right? They put out so many games that I have such fond memories of, uh, especially growing up, you know, being a kid who was into video games. I mean, they put out 
some bangers, man, as the kids say today. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but the thing is, I remember when Resident Evil came out. And, um, at first, this was like when I was really just not in the horror. Like I had, you know, really didn't like the stuff. And so I never gave it a chance until another Capcom franchise that was definitely, obviously, taking the Resident Evil vibe, but adding dinosaurs to it called Dino Crisis mm. came out. And your boy loves dinosaurs. So uh, that made me, uh, you know, and Jurassic Park, of course, as we've covered before, one of my all-time fave movies and franchises. Oh, yeah. So uh, your boy had to try Dino Crisis. And I remember reading Dino Crisis when it came out and that game uh, blew me away it probably doesn't hold up now because it's you know just uh just even graphically but i remember being scared because i'd watch it and i'd purposely turn off my lights you know in my room playing that game and then that made me think you know what i bet these other resident evil games aren't aren't uh you know or it might be pretty good maybe i'm missing out so uh i've played a number of them i never played the first one until we covered it on the other podcast I do, Retro Bliss with Trevor, where we cover old school video games, cheap plug. And um, I I really didn't like it, uh, <laughs> mostly because I felt, and it's I think it was just showing its age, if I'm being fair to it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but mostly because the controls felt very, uh, didn't feel good. The controls. You, you, you didn't like the good. tank controls? You didn't like the tank no, controls? No, hated it, hated it, hated it. <laughs> So I think that's what really made me not like it. But to me, that's definitely gotten better since then. So, uh, and here's the thing. I mean, this is kind of getting into the ending of the show usually, but uh, my nephew who just graduated high school loves Resident Evil games, right? So like he's playing the, whatever that newest one that came out not too long ago. He's playing it like crazy and he's got to tell me about it all the time. So that to me tells me that this series is just well beyond uh I think what people think, you know, especially when it comes to video games. It's it's gotta be up there. I mean, I'm sure you'll cover this, but I mean, how many games have they put out of Resident Evil? It's been I think a- well over I think we're close to twenty. I mean, with re releases, with uh with add on, we're over twenty, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. They keep pumping them out, and they wouldn't do that if they weren't making money off of them. I mean, that's just a matter of facts there. <laughs> so uh, people love the stuff. Uh, I'm getting more and more into them. Uh, I think it's more so as I get more into uh, – here's what really actually helped. Do you remember the movie Shaun of the Dead? Love that movie. I adore that film. And I'm a guy who does not like gore or horror films, but that movie was so funny uh that that overcame it like i'll if comedy is a big aspect of a horror film i will give it a shot and so that's one of the few horror movies if you want to consider that that i really like and have watched and that was like and that made me get into zombies a little bit and i went back and played some of the resident evils and i do remember maybe you can tell me which one this one is but when they've it's i want to say it was xbox 360 ish that era okay but when one was coming out because i got i played the demo and the big selling point of it was that it was co-op and it was might have been one that's of the first five. Time yes, yep, that's yes. five. It's the it's the only main well, no, I, I can't say it's the only. Um, it is actually it might be. I can't remember if Resident Evil 6 is co-op, but Resident Evil 5 was 360 era, and that was definitely 
that was the first co-op main storyline game that they did. Uh, it was, and uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty wild. It's actually their best. I think it's their best selling Resident Evil game ever. Yeah. And that's the one that got me excited about Resident Evil again, because I thought the idea of running through a game like that with a buddy would be awesome. Right. That just sounds like a fun time to me, which is strange because when they originally were making these games, they were going to be co-op, but uh, that, you know, obviously that fell through. And uh, so that's, I definitely have a memory of that of, cause I played that demo like crazy. There was a demo that came out that you can play on the 360. Oh yeah. I played the heck out of it. Um, so, uh, that's, that's probably my history with the game, uh, with the series. And obviously I've seen a couple of the movies, but that's, that's about it. No, for sure. It, it, like I said, it's a, it's a fun series. I have, I mean, I have a lot of stories to tell. We're gonna, we're definitely gonna talk a lot about it, um, uh, in this, you know, in this episode, the development of it, the, just the, the, the history of the games, all that stuff. Um, there's something for everybody in the, in the series. And that, that's been one of the most, like the, the big parts too, is that, you know, they've, they, they've, they found ways to kind of adapt. It's not just, they yeah. don't have this sort of linear gameplay. They, they find new and interesting ways to stay, to stay relevant. And it's a lot. Yeah. Of and also, and also, uh, obviously I discovered the videos of people on YouTube talking about the dialogue and that is a complete joy to me. So. <laughs> That's why I called you the master of a lot yeah. because it's yes. one of the worst lines in, in, in video game history. It's so, yeah. so bad, but, uh, Without further ado, let's get into the uh, let's get into the history of Resident Evil, and uh, yeah, twenty five years strong. Let's get into the history of it. Hey, what's going on, Jill? Is that you, Jill? What happened, Perry? Please, the door won't open. Quick! Stay away from the door, Joe. I'm gonna kick this door down. Hurry! This way! Oh, Barry! That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> You're right. Barry, thanks for saving my life. But, Barry, didn't you say you're going back to the dining room to do some research? Why on earth are you here? Uh, I just had something I wanted to check. Now, let's get back to searching for the lost captain and Chris, shall we? Thank you, Barry. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the background and development of the Resident Evil franchise is not like uh, oh, it's it's not like this massive, I guess, storyline. It basically it's roots the uh, the developer, the the creator of it. Excuse me. Uh, one of them, Capcom's Tokuro Fujiwara, and uh, Shinji Mikami, that uh, they wanted to create a game based on elements of Fuji- Fujiwara's uh, game Sweet Home which was a 1989 survival horror role-playing game uh, that was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was only released in Japan. Uh, it took a sweet home. If this is the game, I exactly remember it to be. Um, like I said, it was role-playing. And what do you do is you go through a match and you complete certain missions. But if a character died, it was he, they were dead for the entire game. Like he had a selection of like five or six characters. Like it was a true survival horror game. Um, 
you know, you go through missions, you go through, you know, certain things and stuff. But yes, if a character died, they were dead for the entire uh, for the entire game, and he had to kind of beat it. And they wanted to take elements of it. It was t- it took place in a giant ma- like a giant mansion or house, and yeah, it was a mysterious mansion with uh, hostile ghosts and, and and big enemies. And they wanted to draw a lot of influence from from that game. You know, that's really interesting too, because that means. You know, in a lot of games, there's not really stakes, kind of. You know, you can just right. restart, or your guy will come back, that type of thing. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought I found that too. You know, I've always like RPGs would be like again, like a I've talked Final Fantasy. I love Final Fantasy, but how interesting would it be if the storyline, if one of your characters died in battle, and you just couldn't bring them back? Yeah, that it was it's a wrap. So, um, so yes, yeah, so they wanted to. Uh, you know, that they wanted to build a game like that. They were saying they knew that the PlayStation was coming out and they wanted to release a game, you know, using three dimensional models uh, or, or what they could they call it three dimensional at that time and uh, have it ready to go. They uh, they were looking to call it the game Biohazard, which was no problem in Japan, but uh, in big the problem here, big problem in the United States. There was actually a very crappy DOS game, which is uh, uh, a, a PC game considered back then called biohazard and there's also a new york punk band called biohazard so they actually did a contest uh, this might be one of the, the uh, did you know in a, in a sense but they did a, a a contest in their office to uh to, to call it, and, and the winning one was resident evil so um which is a line that i don't th- i don't think they've ever used the phrase resident evil in a game but but it just it just flows naturally it just flows naturally um yeah, so they, they you know they get to work on it again. They again they base it off this game, Sweet Home, and you know it's the story me- telling mechanics, all that stuff. They make they want to make it a big puzzle game, also a, a, a thing like Sweet Home, which is a huge element to it. I mean, it's easy to just get, you know kind of go through a game, mow down some monsters. Sweet Home, Raccoon City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just it, the game just blew up. It. It, it, it blew it up. It blew up. They they pushed the the envelope of violence for that period of time, you know, with the blood and the set, you know, just the gory, just the gory content. Um, but yeah, the, the, the puzzle thing was it was a big thing to, you know, just a big element like it, it that adds to the survival element. You know, you're running to and from certain parts of this place and trying to unlock things, trying to figure things out. And it makes you like think I, I think I've always appreciated that aspect of it is the puzzle um process which a lot of the newer games have lost that they become more action heavy um but the puzzle aspect you know like i said figuring things out what this goes where this goes there added a cool dimension to it and that was that was one of their early like things that they wanted to have um you know some other aspects that they wanted to have you know the uh, multiple endings which was something that that they drew from sweet home and which the very first resident evil does have Depend, there's a good and bad ending for both characters uh, which as a fan of the bioshock series i really really love that right it it, it, yeah. it makes it, it adds the replay value in a sense you want to i mean youtube kind of screws that up now but back in 1996 uh you aren't going to see this alternate ending if you don't play through it again and do these certain things which is really nice right so um so yeah during the first six months of development uh, Mikami worked on the game pretty much by himself. He did a bunch of different sketches, wrote over 40 different pages of scripts, and uh, 
yeah, they, they wanted to uh, pre-rendered backgrounds, right? That was a big thing that they wanted to do um, to, to help save on uh, your memory space. You just layer an image and you just have moving pieces. And actually, um, it, it worked pretty well. There were a lot of them were inspired by the Overlook Hotel, which was the setting for uh, The Shining back in 1980. A lot of the, the, the rooms and stuff in the mansion were inspired by The, the, the Shining. Also, um, there's a movie called Zombie that was a negative inspiration for the game, <laughs> apparently, which that's uh, that's a new one for me. Uh, they originally also planned to make these games first-person shooter. Yes. That, that was one of the things. They eventually did do that down the road, uh, of course, but they thought, eh, it's not going to work so well. You know, that they seen, I think Doom had been released at this time, and it just, it as fun of a game as Doom was, it just it didn't look very good. I get headaches playing the original Doom. I get headaches from a lot of first-person shooter games. But, um... But yeah, they tested their waters a lot. This game was in development for about three years. They tested, like like we talked about at the top, they tested co-op mode, and then they pulled it back. You know, they pulled it back and they decided to go, um, you know, solo. They they had all sorts of designs. A lot of them were actually imported into some of the other games along the line. But um, they had no no motion capture, which was a big thing. They had a motion capture studio. They didn't do any motion capture. They actually, uh, the animators for this game referred to books and videos to study how people, spiders, and other animals encountered, um, uh, you know, it, that's how, they, that's how they look. it was all by book about how these creatures moved uh, physiolo- uh, phys- physically. So, um, so yeah, it, was, it released and it was a huge hit. The very first Resident Evil game released and it was a huge, huge hit. Took everybody by surprise. Uh, released for the PlayStation in 1996, later ported to the Sega Saturn. There was also a Game Boy version in development, which was actually 90% completed, but they weren't satisfied with it. Uh, Apparently, they did release, it got released online somehow, and they actually found ways to make it 3D a little bit. I don't know if you've ever seen images of this stuff, but they actually found ways to make the Game Boy game three-dimensional. Like, it looked like PlayStation graphics, but worse. But yeah three-dimensional still at the same uh but yeah it, it comes out like i said it takes everybody su- by surprise people are infatuated with, with with the game and it actually gets dubbed the very first survival horror game uh which is which is a big deal it, it started this genre which spawned which i i, I guess in a way maybe bioshock what i would i would dare say is yeah, a survival BioShock, horror. yeah bioshock certainly took uh some stuff from it and you tell uh, you know, uh, of course, there's other like Silent Hill, obviously, would be one. Um, by the way, I have a fantastic Silent Hill story. Oh, good. Uh, good, good. Uh, and uh, see what? Oh, gosh, there's all kinds of games, right? Uh, yeah. A lot of. Uh, I remember really loving. Did you ever play this? Uh, it was a co-op game, but you're fighting zombies, and it's a uh, Left for Dead. Oh my! I love Left for Dead. I've never owned an Xbox. I used to go to my friend's house because he had an Xbox 360 just to play Left for Dead. Yeah, I adore that game. Uh, Side note, there is the guys who made that game are bringing out a new game that's very much just like a predecessor of those coming out very soon. I did see that. I did see that. It's an Xbox exclusive or is it for both? I think it starts out that way. Okay. I'm I'm very curious. I've always loved. I would honestly go buy an Xbox 360 just to go play those games again. Yeah, they're so good. I would. Um. But yeah, so they, you know, like I said, Resident Evil 1 did really well. And they're like, okay, we have something here. 
we're on to something. They start developing Resident Evil 2. They actually did it, I think, less than a month after completing Resident Evil 1. That's how they wanted to, to not rush, but they wanted to start it early so they could pace themselves. We got something going here. Resident Evil 2 was released in 1998 and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis in 1999. So they released three games in a three-year span. And uh, all for PlayStation, they did, uh, I think Resident Evil 2 was the only one to come out for Nintendo 64. But, uh, you know, they, they ported them quite a bit. And, I mean, I'll run through the timeline really quick of all these games. Um, of course, the first Resident Evil 1996, Resident Evil 2 in 98. Resident Evil 3 in 99 is uh, 2000 was the end of the PS1 era, uh, which was Resident Evil Survivor. That's the first one I ever played. Uh, my dad bought that from Blockbuster. Nice throwback there. Uh, and also that year was Resident Evil Code Veronica, which was the first one that was released on uh, PlayStation 2. I believe that made Dreamcast as well. I believe that made Dreamcast as well. Code Veronica has been re-released a ton of times. Uh, 2001, Resident Evil Survivor 2 Code Veronica, which was a first-person perspective of um, Code Veronica. And they also had Resident Evil Gaiden, which is a Game Boy Resident Evil game. And that game is hard as hell. To play. Probably so. Um, have you ever seen gameplay footage of it? No, but uh, I, I have a way <laughs> of looking at it if you catch my drift. I, I see what you're saying. It's uh, I played. Oh, God, it's so bad. I played the emulator, which is a big yeah. no, no. Um, but I played it. And what they do instead of just shooting at zombies, you run into them and it's like a, it almost like a random battle in an RPG. But you have a shooting meter that bounces back and forth and you have oh, to man. stop it at oh, certain man. points to complete a shot. It's so bad. Yeah. And the storylines are pretty much made like not, it's not canon. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> 2002 saw a remake of the very first resident evil, which was, it expanded everything. It's beautiful. It's still beautiful to this day. They've remastered that a couple times after an HD, but my God, the Resident Evil remake, that was really cool. Unexpected, too, for a game, you know, six years after, um, you know, six years after it was created, they made it look good. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, Resident Evil Zero came out that year, which was a pre, uh, like a, uh, almost like a, it was pretty much a prequel. It was a prequel to the Resident Evil series. And then a couple, you know, a couple offshoots throughout the 2000s. Resident Evil Dead Aim, which was really a great game. Resident Evil Outbreak, Outbreak File 2. Uh these are all zombie infested games. Then the, the series really took a turn in 2005. Brand new controls. All right, no more of the tank controls. They did the over the shoulder, which has been a huge, like it's been a huge asset to, to the, the franchise. My dad would not play the original. Aside from Survivor, he would not play the originals because of the tank controls. He loved Resident Evil 4. He played the crap out of that game and just kept playing games beyond it. Um. 2006, Resident Evil Deadly Silence, which is another remake of the first Resident Evil for the DS. Um, then the Wii started producing Resident Evil games. 2007, The Umbrella Chronicles, which is a House of the Dead-like track shooter. It plays through a Resident Evil 1, right, 0, 1, and 3, which is, uh, I, that was the whole reason I actually bought a Wii was because of that game. I wanted to play it that bad. Uh, Johnny, the one you played, 2009, Resident Evil 5 comes out. Uh, again, the first co-op one, huge, massive, like just, uh, I, I, again, we're going to run through the numbers in a little bit. Best-selling game in the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, Dark Side Chronicles, which is the sequel to Umbrella Chronicles, comes out in 2009. Uh, 2011, Resident Evil The Mercenaries 3D, which The Mercenaries was a is a really cool 
side game in a lot of the Resident Evil games where you can, it's like a, it's a timed battle game where the more monsters you kill, the more points you get. A lot, a lot of fun. Uh, 2012, Resident Evil Revelations, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. That's a fun one. And Resident Evil 6, which I think is the worst game in the entire franchise. Um, it was supposed to be this big culmination of, of Resident Evil characters, and it was so bad. It was so bad. I hated Resident Evil 6. I didn't even, that's the only Resident Evil game I don't, I don't think I've ever finished. That's how bad I hated it. Wow. Because it was so cutscene heavy. Like you'd run and then it'd just be a cutscene. Like they just did too, too many cutscenes and the fighting was just nonsensical. Uh, yeah, that came out a couple years. They took a couple years off. Revelations 2 in, in 2015, Umbrella Corpse in 2016, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard in 2017. Now, this is a, re- a really fun one. This is another game changer. Now, the, the newer mainline games have both been first person. Resident Evil 7 and 8 have been first person. This is the this is a and this is the first time I was I was truly terrified to play a Resident Evil game. I still am. I've beaten it numerous times. Still scares the crap out of me. Um I have yet to play it in VR, but Resident Evil 7 is oh it's it's if you if you ever played it that's got to be the one that my nephew plays, right? Is that one that's cuz that sounds like one of the newer ones. It is one of the newer ones. Yeah, they did a yeah. good job of implementing first person and like limited items. And I've watched him play it a few, uh, and it is first person, and it is quite creepy. It, it, it's it's very creepy, very creepy. Uh, 2019 Resident Evil 2 remake came out. Everybody wanted one. We got the Resident Evil 1 remake years ago. Resident Evil 2 was a huge surprise. Man, when it finally dropped, that came out the day before I was supposed to get married. I stayed up. <laughs> I stayed up. It was I got married on a Saturday. It came out like Thursday at midnight, like between Thursday and Friday at midnight. I wet the game. I let the game download. I played it all day. Even in the hotel room the night before my wedding, I was playing Resident <laughs> Evil 2. I, it's my honestly, it's my it's I we just did a, a top 10 favorite video games list for my Eat Sleep Bliss show. And Resident Evil 2 is my favorite game of all time. I think it's the perfect remake. Um, Resident Evil 3. Remake came out in 2020, not nearly as good. Um, and then the most recent release was uh, Resident Evil Village. So they've kept themselves very, very busy over the years. Again, they try to add stuff. They, you know, but again, their core audience has always stayed the same. They've done a very good job of, uh, uh, aside from Resident Evil 6, just kind of moving on with the times, but obviously very, very commercially successful. Of course, you have the movies as well, which I don't care for, um, as, I, as I've stated, but um but yeah, that's a story for another time. But uh, that's really it for the history of it. Like I said, just uh, yeah, the, the early foundation, you know, early start startup of it was inspired by. Oh, of course, my app is gonna my Safari is gonna freeze right in time for Matt's stats. Uh, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Always, always perfect timing. That's, that's that umbrella company, you man. Got to be kidding me. The umbrella company's coming after us. It it is because. Literally, my page won't load. and I got to do bad stats in a minute. What the hell? Um, <laughs> but yeah, they just uh, early inspiration. Then they, they just they just kind of found their rhythm early and just 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 built off it. And that's that's how you create. So, all right, everybody, my page is loaded. It is now time. I don't have to delay any longer. We're going to mad stats. This is good news. We can get you to a hospital. No, no, I am not the priority here. Lieutenant, I'm not just going to leave you here. I'm giving you an order, rookie. You save yourself first. I'd come with you, but I'd just slow you down. Now, 
You'll need this. I can't take it. Stop. Him. And don't make my mistake. If you see one of those things, uniform or not, you do not hesitate. You take it out. Or you run. Got it? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so nineteen ninety six is when the first the first one came out. Collectively, Resident Evil. Uh, the very first Resident Evil through, you know, I'm not going to go through each re-release, which it released multiple times. PS1, Sega Saturn, two more PS1 releases and Nintendo DS. Um, Resident Evil uh, sold 5.3 million units combined and uh, with inflation earned $467 million. So it did pretty well for itself. I'd say. Uh, I, yeah, I'd say. 1998, Resident Evil 2. Uh, 6.1 million units. All right. Uh, released on PS1 and 64. And uh, they actually released it on GameCube a little bit. Didn't do nearly as well as the original release on PlayStation, but uh, 500, and f- excuse me, 655 million uh, dollars earned uh, with inflation. So pretty good for itself. Resident Evil 3. Uh, th- of course, these aren't including the, re- the, the remaster, those are their own separate identity. Resident Evil 3 released on PS1 and GameCube, 3.5 million units and uh, $261 million earned with inflation. Uh, year 2000 brought about Resident Evil Code Veronica, which is actually, uh, it's, it's a very good one. And the, rem- the, the, the remastered version looks very good, very clean. Uh, Code Veronica, 2.9 million units sold. And uh, $237 million earned. And that's been released on, um, what is DC? Oh, Dreamcast. Uh, duh. D- uh, Dreamcast, PS2, PS3, Xbox 360. I think they also have it on PS4. Uh, in 2000, they have this, uh, they call it the Survivor Series. And I was like, oh, wrestling. Um, <laughs> which features Resident Evil Survivor on PS1, Gun Survivor 2 and PS2. Uh, and another gun survivor for that I've never even heard of um, also released on PS2. Those games have uh, sold 643,000 units and uh, earned $57 million with, uh, uh, with inflation. Resident Evil Remake, that's the first one remade. GameCube, Wii, PlayStation 3, and Steam, 5.4 million units sold with $184 million uh, earned. When uh, with inflation, 2002's Resident Evil Zero, which is actually cool. They almost released this game on N64. I don't, and it's 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 pretty crazy to see what because there's clips of of the 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 opening sequence of it, um, uh, for N64. But they they waited for GameCube and it looks significantly better. Resident Evil Zero collectively on the GameCube, we PS3, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, 4.2 million units. And $171 million earned. Uh, the Outbreak series, which is a really cool one. You and I talked about this series not too long ago on Eat Sleep List. Uh, is something that I wish Capcom would continue. 
Uh, Outbreak Series, two games released on PS2, one in 03, one in 04, 1.6 million uh, units sold with $113 million uh, earned through U.S. inflation. That is, uh, Outbreak is actually the first one with online play, co-op online play. Used to plug in your your dial-up cord to the back of the PS2, and that's how I used to. Oh, those were the days. Those were the days. That's how I played Halo. A lot of Halo that way with friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh 2005 resident evil 4 which has been re-released so many times uh like i said coming out on oculus soon gamecube ps2 wii ps3 xbox 360 android pc ps4 and xbox one 10.8 million units sold with 474 million dollars uh earned with inflation it's not bad for itself the umbrella chronicle series which I uh, did mention 1.5 million units sold and $99 million earned. That's so cool. It's like, yeah, we are $99 million. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> this is just another day of work. <sighs> just, I'll just throw that out with the rest of the billion dollars I got. Yeah. 2009's Resident Evil 5. This is, yeah, I believe this is the best selling one. $13.4 million released at PS3, Xbox 360, Steam, PS4, and Xbox One. $790 million earned from Resident Evil 4. Best-selling game. Uh, let's see. Resident Evil 6, 11.6. I'll skip through some of the, the side ones. 11.6 uh, million units sold for Resident Evil 6 and $683 million earned with inflation. Uh, let's see what else you got here. And then some of the, re- the, the redos, all right? We got Resident Evil Biohazard, which did 9 million units. And uh, $426 million earned. Resident Evil 2 remaked at $8.1 million uh, units sold and $432 million earned. And uh, Resident Evil 3 remake moved 4 million units. And they don't have financial numbers yet because it's still a pretty new release. As well as Resident Evil The Village, which uh, just came out, I think, a couple months ago. I think April, May, maybe. I think it came out in May and sold 3 million units. So. Um, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I don't have the financial figures in front of me because, I, again, I hate the movies so much, but um, they did well <laughs> enough to make six movies. Yeah, as well as about to say, even if you don't like them, they're, they wouldn't keep putting them out if they weren't making money. Right, for sure. So, um, But that's that. Let's move on to Johnny's Did You Know? So this was tougher than I thought it would be. There are plenty of interesting facts, but a lot of them have to do with development. And I knew you would say them and cover them and you did. Uh, So I tried to find some that maybe would stand out a little bit that didn't have anything to do with that. So here we go. In Resident Evil 3 and Nemesis, uh, you can find, I thought this was, was wild. Apparently you can find a portrait of Alex Mack from the show, The Secret World of Alex Mack which was a nintendo or nintendo which was a nickelodeon show <laughs> so it's just so random to me but you can also in that same game find like a steel shot from the movie back to the future three 
and also a still from the movie four weddings and a funeral like they're just hidden in rooms you can just find those yeah the, the voices the easter eggs have been just tremendous at weird yet tremendous uh in 2008 a uh, resident evil made the guinness world record book of course for having the worst video game dialogue ever <laughs> what a distinction it's yeah the quotes are are yeah, they're so bad. I'm hoping you're going to add some of these uh, in, into this. Oh, God, yeah. It's, you got to. It, I will. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to waste all five of our transitions on bad quotes, but uh, I might just do a compilation of terrible quotes. It's, yes. it's, it's bad. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I get it. They're, you know, Japanese to American translation, English translation is um, not great, but. Yeah, and some are, of the voice acting uh that i heard was not that i could do any better but it was less than inspired <laughs> it's not it it literally sounded like they're reading lines like it doesn't sound yeah. like a conversation it's like they picked up people off the streets it's like hey you want to you want to you want to be a voice in a video game yeah okay it's oh, oh not proud <laughs> not as proud as moment uh another franchise that uh, does pretty well for them the devil may cry actually started out as uh, Resident Evil 4. Yes. And they, and they decided to change that to Devil May Cry, which was probably smart because that became another franchise for them. Yeah, huge franchise. Yeah, the huge franchise. I think they've made five Devil May Cry games. They just released one a couple years ago. and uh, But yeah, that was a cool. Yeah, especially Resident Evil 4. It was just so zany and out there. And they're like, you know what? We're going to redevelop it. And I, I and uh, yeah, you are right. Very good thing that they, they decided to do that. Yeah, so... Uh, a big name in horror and in zombies especially is George A. Romero and he has an interesting history with Resident Evil uh, that being he directed the Japan only TV commercial for Resident Evil 2 which is pretty wild and then when uh, they decided they were want- wanting to originally make the movies right the, the per- person they hired uh, originally George A. Romero as a writer and director, and he wrote a script, and they uh, they fired him because <laughs> they didn't like the script, which, uh, from what I saw and read from people's opinions, was way closer to the video game series than the direction they ended up going. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. How do you fire George Romero on a zombie thing? I, right. I know. <laughs> he literally inspired the entire genre, right? There's obviously inspiration there with Resident Evil. Even though we didn't acknowledge it, There's, uh, he's the king of zombie culture. Yeah. And you fire him for Paul W.S. Anderson. Get the get out of here. Paul W.S. Anderson is so bad at directing. I can't stand this man because he has tarnished he's tarnished resident evil movies he's just tarnished i don't even know what else he directed to be honest with you i he might have directed some of the mortal Kombat movies i feel like he's one of those guys who like uh a, like a company gets like a video i'm gonna look it up we're gonna yeah look it up I, real quick. i'm gonna look it up but i feel like he's one of those guys who's just like oh wow we got a video game movie uh paul ws anderson you want to just you want to just film this and, and and f it up for us yeah dude, i love to <laughs> I, I love work he probably did Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> Some of those great movies. Troll 2. Uh, but yeah, oh uh, George A. Romero, obviously, uh, I'm assuming if you're listening to this episode, you know that name. Uh, 
just synonymous with zombies that i think he isn't he even considered like the grandfather of the genre or something like that for, i believe so for like the evil dead and those type of films so yeah uh, the fact that you would fire him it's, it's, it blows my mind he literally did no i i wasn't even kidding now, he literally he gets video game movies and he destroys them so this is what's the guy's name again paul what paul paul anderson or paul ws anderson Okay, what? Well, give us some of his films. Okay, he's doing a Monster Hunter movie. Okay, yeah, I've seen the trailer for that. Okay, uh, he did Pompeii in 2014. He did the Three Musketeers remake in 2011. I probably saw that. He did Death Race. He also did Alien vs. Predator. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Sight, which was a TV movie. He did Soldier with, uh, with Kurt Russell. In 1998, Event Horizon. He did the Mortal Kombat movie, as I as I thought. The first one? Yes, the first one. Okay, I'll give him props for that, because I do love that movie. I will give him, yeah, that's fair. But he doesn't have a very good track record, <laughs> other than that. Yeah. And you just handed him this bu- big, beautiful video game franchise. After, after firing George <laughs> A. Romero. <laughs> after, George, after Romero hands you a script about zombies... <laughs> Based and on the you, video games, which is what everybody wanted. And you say, no, thank you. <laughs> that is beyond mind-blowing. <laughs> Mr. Romero, we thank you for the script. Now we politely <laughs> ask you to get the fuck out of our office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My word. That's just ridiculous. But that is... Johnny's Did You Know? Matt, I think it's time for us to discuss where does Resident Evil uh, survive in today's pop culture? Greetings. You must be the lovely Claire Redfield. Who are you? Let's just say that I'm a ghost coming back to haunt your dear brother. It seems there's not much explaining to do, is there? I was the one who attacked this island. Who'd have thought you'd be hanging about? Man, the influence that Resident Evil has brought about is tremendous. I mean, obviously, we, we just said it's been in it, it's it's brought about a, a ton of, you know, it's been it was born with a ton of influence. But, you know, I really see Resident Evil as the, uh, you know, as the. uh benchmark benchmark i almost said escalator for some reason uh, <laughs> for like z- like zombie culture being just so immensely popular i mean it, it it really truly is like resident evil like once it hit mainstream you know everybody was playing it and it just became this phase like you start seeing zombie like stickers on people's crappy looking 1980s vehicles and stuff like their used cars yeah i'm gonna throw some zombie stickers on there it became very mainstream there's even like a plan. I think like the CDC has a legit plan for a zombie outbreak. They do. Yes. And I would largely attest that to the popularity of Resident Evil. I would. I certainly would. The amount of games that have come out that have been influenced by it, you know, that have tried to replicate uh, play style. Um, it, you, I see a lot of inf- there's I played like a lot of homebrew games. Sometimes there's a, I think it's a game called like back in 1995. And 
it's it looks and plays the same as the first Resident Evil game. But there's a lot of influence. Everybody wants a part of it. Um, it's really, really mainstream now. It's really, really mainstream now. But um, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. It, it, they keep re-releasing games, and, and they're, they're popular as ever. And, I mean, with a new movie coming out, you know, that, that says a lot. I hope it does well. It, it remains to be seen, obviously, but I hope it does well so that we get a live action kind of version of it. So, um, you know, I continued live action. because That's something that I've always wanted is good live action Resident Evil movies, TV show, whatever it may be. Um, that's what I want. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's going anywhere, but let's just say just for the sake of argument that it didn't get past five. Like they only put out through Resident Evil five, even that the influence that those first Resident Evil games had on just video games, honestly, uh, cannot be measured. Uh, I mean, it, the survival horror genre really, really put out some uh, games that are like that are just uh, historically important in video games right my all-time favorite series and i and it had to be in my top two of these games and there's only three of them that have come out but two of these games i would put in my top five easily of video games it's the bioshock series yeah uh, bioshock one and bioshock infinite are some of the best video games uh, i've ever ever played just from the settings that they had and the storytelling was phenomenal. And obviously, they took some cues from Resident Evil when it comes to uh, no, uh, figuring out how to set up a vibe and how to uh, set up how a game feels. And, you know, it, there's, there's, there's one thing to just say this is a, you know, this is a, this type of game, but you got to get that environment right. Yeah. And, Resident Evil, I think, really perfected that. So uh, that really goes a long way. Uh, so really quick, I'll tell my Silent Hill story here. Yes, please, please, please. Uh, really quick. <laughs> All right. So, again, when it comes to gory horror stuff, I am a chicken. I'm a giant chicken. It is not for me, for the most part. I've seen a few, and I've even liked a couple, but... Overall, just not just not for your boy here. However, Silent Hill was a game that I tried to play because when I saw the trailer for it, the atmosphere of it just seemed so cool. And I was like, I got to give this a shot. So I played a little bit of it. I didn't get very far. The game really freaked me out. Fast forward to the movie. So the movie comes out, right? And this is when I was definitely hanging out with with my friends and we would go almost every weekend to whatever new movie came out right yeah we we were really hitting the movies and this was that weekend i was outvoted uh i don't remember what else came out that weekend but everybody else wanted to see silent hill i was outvoted so i got stuck seeing a movie i did not want to see <laughs> all right so we're watching this movie this is a spoiler alert for some I thought it started out really awesome. It's like, oh man, it's the, they got the atmosphere right. Uh, you know, it's just really creepy. They're doing a really good job of that. It was really creeping me out. And then, of course, one of the most popular characters. I mean, you if you go to any Comic Con, I guarantee you there's a chance somebody's dressing up as this guy, the Pyramid Head dude. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, he's very, very uh, a big deal. Uh, a lot of people like to dress up as him, uh, cosplay and stuff. So, 
he shows up in this movie and he takes this poor woman and legit right in front of you rips her skin off in front of you and i was out (laughs) did not that's the worst leg i'd ever seen it grossed me out it didn't scare me it honestly more just grossed me out and i was the only one in the theater who went ugh very loudly and i didn't even mean to it just came out of my body i was like ugh, like that and i just tuned out from then on out i can't tell you how the game i think something else really gross happens too but i but i forgot that because i'm fairly certain i could be wrong about this but i feel like and i'm not going to see it again i only saw it that one time but i feel like he grabs this poor woman by like her privates and does it i could be wrong but that's what my brain's well in the video games it's a very sexual creature Okay, well, maybe I'm right then. You probably you might be right. Honestly, yeah. you're probably right. So uh, that movie scarred me for a long time. <laughs> uh, didn't care for it, but that's my Silent Hill story. Uh, so I'm sure friends- you've seen the sequel. I'm sure you've seen the sequel. Oh, of course not. And I'm okay with that. Uh, so anytime I've done quite a few comic cons, uh, you know, because uh, uh, my hustle is that I'm an artist and I kind of draw in a very cartoony style. But I get to do uh, what's well, been a long time. But I get to do some conventions and stuff and like there's an 85 percent chance somebody's going to dress as that character and even if they're really good and they look really awesome uh, i cringe a little bit and it's just because <laughs> i think of that scene uh so i kind of blame uh, resident evil for all that because they started this <laughs> yeah th- those two are like neck oh they were neck and neck like they're they're closely tied to each other but i think resident evil hands down is the bigger franchise like oh they, yeah for sure they, they've done way 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 more um in that way very much mainstream but um but yeah so that's our episode everybody that is resident evil in a nutshell all right johnny gets choice for uh our next episode of course setting our halloween spooky theme johnny townsend what are we talking about well i had two i was trying to decide between and i was talking to you about it before we started recording and since we just covered one creepy video game for the month of october why don't we continue that and we take a lovable sidekick who's one of my all-time favorite characters in video games give him his own game and have him hunt ghost we're going to be discussing some luigi's mansion i am excited to talk about this one of my all-time favorite uh, game franchises i'm a giant luigi nerd uh, he's my favorite in the Mario verse, whatever you want to call that, uh, in the Nintendo verse. Honestly, he's my favorite character. So. Same here. Uh, I'm all about this. Very excited to discuss next time on Retro Pop Luigi's Mansion. All right, there you have everybody. So uh, lock your doors, board up your windows. Retro Pop is out. Thank you so much as always for your support. We'll talk to you in two weeks for some Luigi's Mansion. Ta ta. <laughs> <laughs>